Welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here with me today as I like to entitle this episode as the thankful episode. And you could imagine why. So let me start off like I've always start off with a, a theme of today and uh, kind of kick us off into the, into the spirit of things, shall we? And uh, let's get started. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door A pair of hop-along boots And a pistol that shoots As the wish of Barney and Ben Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk Is the hope of Janice and Jen And Mom and Dad can hardly wait For school to start again It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And you think about... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, everybody. And you think now we're going into Thanksgiving this Thursday for many one of us. To really think about what it means to be thankful and why is this so important because you know many of us don't need to be told to be thankful but some of us do and you know why because many of us are not thankful many of us walk throughout this life ungrateful or ingrate, ungrateful for the things we have in our life. Thinking that, you know what, it was, this was everything and my hard work, I done this. That this was everything I've done and I have all complete control over the things in my life. My home, my money, My success, my family, everything is in my control. But it's not. You know why? Because we, we, we depend on people. We don't just depend on ourselves. And, you know, thinking about this subject, you know, I, being a teacher and instructor, I teach students. And... Many times, you know, I do have a subject matter I have to go through every day, Monday through Thursday, normally, um, to teach. And 
sometimes it's about financial management sometimes it's about resume building sometimes it's about uh, stress sometimes it's about you know attitude and personality there there's i actually literally have a subject every day to talk about to my students because that's how the school structured it right and a lot of what i bring into my classrooms is not only what's in the curriculum what's in the powerpoints what's in the text but also my personal background my experiences right and hopefully in a sense try to not necessarily influence the student but try to enlighten them right it's so important but you know you think what's happening today right thankfulness are people really that thankful for what they have in their life are they just upset that they don't have what the joneses has next door so to speak or i don't have that new car or i don't have that house you know i, I admit sometimes i feel that way myself and it's difficult you know because i've worked hard too And I've struggled and I failed and I've had my successes and maybe my successes haven't been as frequent as I would like. But does that make me ungrateful, unthankful? No, I do have good health. Knock on wood, I have never really truly been really sick in my lifetime. Only as a young boy when I had um, seizures and I was probably about maybe five years old, but I don't remember that, obviously. That was so long ago, right? But in, in, in my lifetime, into my adulthood, into childhood, into now, I, I've been pretty healthy, you know, and I've tried to maintain that health. You know, I've never had any major illnesses, diseases, and I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for that. But there is a strength to my power, too. There is a strength to my life. And that's God. That's my faith in God, right? And, and more, most importantly is Jesus, right? Now, many of you know that I am a Christian. And maybe some of you who listen to my pods may feel like, well, this doesn't sound like a Christian sometimes. Um, but, you know, I'm a human being. I have thoughts, I have struggles, things that I've gone through. And at the end of the day, I, I am an imperfect Christian. And that's what most Christians are. They're imperfect and they're meant to be imperfect. Because the only perfect man, the only perfect being is Jesus, is God, right? So we have to remember that we are nothing in comparison to who God is. We don't even compare. And we think many times in society that I am God. Because you were given a certain position or you have a certain sense of power or you have a certain amount of money, you are powerful. And maybe you are to this world. All right? 
But in, in God's eyes, you're not powerful. Okay? If you don't even believe in Him, if you don't even trust in Him, then he, he, God, Jesus already knows where you're going. And, and yes, there is a heaven and a hell in this earth, in this life. Even if you don't believe, there is. It exists. And many times, you know, the question is, people should ask themselves sometimes, well, am I going to hell? Well, are you? It depends. Do you trust in Jesus? Do you trust in God? And I was just reading something here. Preserve me, O Lord, for you I put my trust. Psalm 16.1. And I'm going to read this devotional just real quick here. Agoraphobia. Arachnophobia. Agoraphobia comes from agora, the Greek word for the commercial or civic center of the city. Phobia, the Greek word Latin for fear. Agoraphobia. Phobic is a person who fears venturing out into public places. They worry that what might happen, accidents, attacks, animals, adversaries, and more. Agoraphobia is a severely limiting affliction, confining the sufferer to a life of fear. The affliction is not unfounded. Life is filled with dangers and misadventures of all sorts. So do what we should. So what should we do? Excuse me. We could do what David, the psalmist, did. He asked God to keep him safe. Preserve me, O God. He was confident of the boundaries God had established for his life and that he had a, a good inheritance in store. Psalm 16.6 It was the same idea as the hedge God established around the life of Job, protecting him from ultimate harm. Job 1.10 And it makes us think of the angels who are ministering spirits sent forth by God to protect the inheritance of his people. Hebrews 1.14 Are you in the practice of asking God daily to keep you safe? Make it a habit. Commit your ways to him and he will be able to establish your thoughts. Proverbs 6.3 Now, in line with, with Thanksgiving, let me, let me kind of add on to that. Always thankful. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 We often hear people say the devil is in the details. They don't mean anything theological by that. They simply mean that the bad things can happen if we don't read the fine print, ask the right questions, check every detail. There is something theological about this statement, though. God is in the details, especially the details of his divinity a divinely inspired word. For example, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul writes the word in instead of the word for. In everything give thanks. What would be the difference? What would be the difference? If we were told to give thanks for everything, it could include thanking God for tragedies and disasters in which death and destruction resigned, reigned. But in everything, even in the midst of tragedies and disasters, we can thank God that he is in the midst of the storm with us. He can thank him that he will use all things, good and bad, hard and easy, for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28 What are you in? Quotation marks. Today, regardless of where you are and what you're experiencing, give thanks in, in everything as a way to acknowledge God's presence. Right?
As Christians, we are taught um, to give thanks in everything. The good, the bad, the hard, the easy. Because God's in control. God puts a hedge around us. God protects us. And everything that's happening in our life, God knows. God knows well in advance it's going to happen. God knows that sickness that you are going to experience. God knows your death. God knows the birth. God knows a cold that you're going to get. When your hair is going to fall out. You name it. He knows about it. We need to be thankful for that. You know? Now I know it's hard to be thankful sometimes for many non-Christians and non-believers when you're going through major sicknesses. You know, you may ask yourself, how can I be thankful when my daughter or son who's a child is suffering from cancer and is on the verge of death? How can I be thankful that I'm broke and have no money and I'm on the verge of being homelessness? How can I be thankful that I'm going through a divorce? How can I be thankful that my kids hate me? How can I be thankful that I'm alone and with nobody in my life? You're never alone, folks. You have Jesus. You just need to look up to him and and seek him and ask him to come into your heart. Many times that's hard for people because that means that we are giving over control over to Jesus. And many people don't want to do that. During this time of the year, November, December, it may seem like it's a crazy time. And it certainly is in today's society. With the division, with the hate, with the hardships that people are struggling with. The thing about it is, as a Christian, I know these, I don't know exactly what God has planned, but I know hardships are coming for the world, for society. It's nothing new. God's already aware of that. And because God is setting up the stage for his coming back. Yes, Jesus is coming back. I don't know when. I'm not a fortune teller. Only God knows. He knows the day, the time. He knows when he is going to raise up, ravage his people. I think it's Arpazo. Arpazo. I think that's what the word is in Greek, right? Arpazo. I may be wrong, right? I'm going to take a look. Or it means caught up. Rapturo. Or har- yes, harpazo. It is H-A-R-P-A-Z-O. I spelled it wrong. To be snatched or taken away, right? For, for, for those who don't believe in Jesus, yeah, they're, they're not going to be rapazoed. They're not going to be snatched away or taken away. They're going to be left here on earth, right? And then there's going to be a, 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 a 
time of tribulation that will of seven years that will allow those individuals to give their life to Jesus. And if they still choose not to, which many people will not, they will choose to uh, live their own life as they see fit and not give their life to Jesus, then they are going to be damned to hell, which I know many people don't like to hear that because they're who are you to tell me that I'm going to hell? And some of this may be like, well, well what does this have to do with Thanksgiving, right? Because wouldn't you want to be thankful that you gave your life to Jesus, to God, that you know where you're going to be going? Wouldn't you want to be thankful that no matter what happens in this life, that you have a place to go in eternity? Now, I know it's hard because there are many different cultures in our world that believe that people are going to be going somewhere. They're going to be reincarnated, for instance. Obviously, I don't believe in reincarnation. I, I don't believe I'm going to come back as a dog or a cat or a frog or, uh, or a cockroach. You know, hopefully not. I believe I'm going to go to heaven. I'm not a perfect Christian, but I do give thanks to God. I need to give thanks more. I need to thank God even more every day for the things that He's provided my life. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Living in this life is difficult. Living in this life is hard. It's depressing. And I, I, I think for a moment of my daughter, who's only nine or going to be nine in January, what this world will bring to her. And it's pretty scary. I pray that I'm around to watch her grow up, to live a full life so that I can be here with her. But only God knows. Only God knows what the day, my last day on this earth will be, my last breath. But I, have, I, I need to be thankful. I need to be. It's important. And, and my wife knows that. And I pray my daughter will know that too. I just need to know that every day I wake up I take another breath, I need to be thankful. I need to be thankful when I have a family that loves me. I need to be thankful that I have good health. I need to be thankful I have a job, two jobs actually, teaching and a full-time job. I need to be thankful despite the hardships in my job that everything will work out because God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for all of our lives. We just need to let God into our life a little more or a lot more, I should say. So we know what his plan is for us, each individually. Now, people will do what they want. We live in a world of sin. We live in a world of hate. We live in a world uh, uh, of division. We live in a world that says, oh, I love Jesus. I know Jesus. 
He's my savior. And I'm thankful for him every day. But yet you go out and spew hate. You go out and, and hurt people. You go out and what's called murder people. And many of you who are not Christians will say, well, I, I never murdered anybody. I never murdered. I never killed. Well, you murder somebody with your words, with your snake of a tongue. That's murdering. Right? Yeah, you didn't maybe take their life physically. That's also murder. But you're also murdering somebody when you spew hate because in the name of Jesus and you put him in it, which Jesus has nothing to do with your hate. And, and you know, that's part of the problem today is that many people stand behind saying that they're followers of Jesus. Yet they spew hate to their fellow man and woman. That they go online and, and say those things. And it's just a lie. Hypocrisy, ultimately. But you know, we are not to judge, obviously, because, you know, they have their own relationship. And that's between them and Jesus. Just like my relationships with me and Jesus. Now, am I a perfect Christian? No, I'm not. Could I be better? Could I have been better? I became a Christian 2008. Have I grown to a certain degree? Yes, I have. Have I grown enough? No. Part of that's my fault. Part of that is I haven't been involved in the church. I haven't ushered. I haven't been involved in, my, in ministry. There were points where I, like most Christians, I start out in a good way, where I'm I, I get heavily involved. I went to Bible studies. I went to men's studies. I was even doing an online ministry for, I think, Harvest at one point, uh, church. Um, for those who came to Jesus, I would, I would you know, it would be like an online ministry. Okay. And slowly but Slowly but surely, eventually, I, I not stepped away from God. God has always been in my life. But I admit, you know, when the pandemic hit, yeah, I watched online. And even today, I struggle with that. And many will say, yeah, just, uh, just go back. Just go back. And I, I need to. I need to. The church is, is changing. Jesus is never changing. But the church is changing. The people within the church are changing. And we're all going to change regardless. But at the end of the day, we need to be sure that we're set for eternity. You know, I'm thankful that you know, thankful when my mom passed on December 9th, 2015, Linda Gutierrez, that she knew Jesus, that she gave her heart and soul and life to Jesus before she died. That at the time in my life, she saw me as a, hopefully an example by going to church, spending time with Jesus, with God, 
Calvary Chapel Downey. And she would go on her own. And, and my, it was hard because there were times where I remember one Christmas Eve, um, we went to church and we were, we were with my sister and family, sister, her husband, and it was many, many years ago at the time. And my sister got angry, you know, because she wanted to spend time with my mom and us as a family and... And we needed to go to church. My sister, as far as I know, she's not a believer. I pray that she will be one day. I mean, that she gives her heart. Because I I do want to see her in eternity. When I go to heaven one day. But all I could do is pray and be an example to her and her life. My, My grandfather grandmother Moses and Isabel Gutierrez on my father's side they were they gave their life to Jesus so I, I expect to see them there my grandmother Joan which is my my mother's side I believe she did as well my aunt Elizabeth who died at very young in her 40s I believe she as well had a very close friend who's a who's a believer and and, and ministered to her so I, I pray I hope to see her too one thing that I, I do remember, and I forget if it was my my sister or my wife. I think it was my sister who, after my mom died, she she told me she had a dream of my mom and my Aunt Liz, the one that had passed in 2006, actually. And she told my sister in her dream that she was going home. And she was in a car with my aunt, and they were going home. And and I meant that to, to, to believe that they were going home. And they were going to be with Jesus, right? And so I, I look forward to seeing them one day. And others in my family is too as well. So so there's a lot to be thankful for, you know. I yeah, could we be thankful for materialistic things in our life? Yeah, I guess we could. You know. And many people are. I'm thankful for my money. I'm thankful for my thousands of dollars I have in my bank. I'm thankful for my big house. And you know those are nice things to have. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for my education. I'm thankful I'm intelligent. I have a good brain. I have a good job. I make lots of money. And many people go straight to the materialism of life. When at the end of the day, that stuff doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it means something to people now because nobody wants to be homeless. Obviously, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Nobody wants to live through hardships and going through those and those things. So we need to remember that. You know, I know sometimes it's hard going through this life and, you know, with everything happening today, right? the holidays and spending time with family and many times families fight 
they argue about things that are pointless politics religion things that have no bearing on this life that people can't just enjoy a meal together love one another spend time with one another that's what it's all about during these times leave the politics outside to be honest you know i know it's hard i know it's difficult but people need to just leave them aside What am I going to do this Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're going to go and spend ten, some time with my sister who's, who has food. We're going to spend time together as a family with myself, my wife, my daughter, her, her husband, my brother-in-law, my father, the dogs, the cat. <laughs> we're actually going to go see a movie as well. New Ghostbusters is coming out. So we'll go spend some time together. And then that's it. It's gone. Another Thanksgiving is over, right? And then Christmas. And then my, well, first my birthday. December 1st. And then Christmas. And then the new year. And before you know it, we'll be in 2022. A new year, a fresh start for many. And we'll see where that takes us. Who knows, right? Let me see our, our what, what's our, what's the next song that we could play that will, um, you know, some of the songs I pick, you know, during this time, and, I, and maybe I'll just make this one really short today, right? I know usually I talk for an hour, hour and 10 minutes sometimes. No one says that we need to have long conversations. Sometimes we just need to have a conversation that has a little bit more meaning and depth to it. We can always talk about the times of society. Talk about life. For me, life is okay. Life is good. Work is good. I look forward to the future of what Jesus has planned for us in my family, especially my wife and my daughter. So I wanna thank all of you for, for, for always being a part of my life, for continuing to listen to me, to support me. Thank you. And today I'm just going to say, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Be grateful. Be thankful. Give thanks. Pray around the table. Even if you're not a believer, pray to just say thank you. I hope you say thankful to Jesus, to God in your life. And give meaning to, to, the, to the things that, you know, that you may not see or feel around you, but know that exists. I know I will. Although it's, it's hard because my, it, it, 
it's hard because I sh- I'm not embarrassed and I never will be. But it's hard to pray, in a, especially when I go to my sister's, when she's not a believer. And it feels not uncomfortable, but maybe it does sometimes because she doesn't believe. But join hands with everybody at the family table, at the dinner table. Enjoy a feast. Eat up. Enjoy. Don't watch calories today. Just enjoy the time you spend because you never know what's going to be your last. As we go into this holiday season of Black Fridays, of spending money, of gift giving, of cookies and sweets and eating galore. Enjoy it. And thank you for being with me. God bless everybody. Take care. And I will talk to you real soon for another Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Surprisingly, this is a short talk today and a short conversation. But hope you take away as just as important as all our other conversations. And give me, God bless, take care. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look in the five and ten. Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be on your own front door